Welcome to Flock Talk, a podcast of GCF North. Flock Talk exists to inform, encourage, and inspire. This is your host, Dave Farley, lead pastor of GCF North. This is season one, episode six. Six. And I'm joined today by my esteemed colleague, Kyle Schwan of Indian Trail Church. Kyle, welcome. It's good to be here. Flock Talk. Flock Talk. That rhymes. Yeah, I'm... I like things that rhyme. Yeah, that's really great, man. <laughs> so the rumor is you're the best golfing pastor in Spokane. Is that true? I don't think that that is true. I, I think that... Who's better? Uh, maybe Paul Funches from Trinity. He, he just won some kind of tournament somewhere. Yeah, I know. He's the real deal. And then I think Brian Sayers is really good over at Faith uh, Bible Church. But you didn't you you kind of played in college for a while, right? Uh is that what we're talking about today? Well, I mean, we're just just answer the questions. Not, 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 not really. Aren't you the best tennis playing pastor in Spokane? Maybe. Better than Norm? Yes. Hmm. Norm's pretty good, though. Are you more humble than Norm? I'm pretty much the humblest pastor I know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, all my, all my friends <laughs> tell me I'm really <laughs> humble. Yeah. yeah, that's good. <laughs> Norm, 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 Norm has that wingspan. <laughs> Like he, he's got a good reach at the net because he can just reach so far. Yeah, he's he's pretty tall. Um, so back to your golfing career. So you, you played yeah. golf in college. Not, and then, not, not much. No, no, I really. But, but you can say that you were a college athlete. Kind of. I, I, I left that very quickly. Um, but then later spent a couple of years as a golf professional uh, at Liberty Lake. Yeah. So. Show, so the, the show Full Swing, they wanted to have you on the show, but you said I'm. No, I'm, I'm kind of busy pastoring right now. Yeah, I think that's more about tour professionals, which <laughs> I was never even close to. So, okay. So, who is Kyle Schwan? Tell us who you are. Who is Kyle Schwan? Yeah. I'm. Give us the facts. A saved sinner, uh, bought by the blood of Christ, just trying to love God's people. Pastor a church of wonderful saints. Um, my husband and father to three girls. Um, yeah. And we're still trying to get our kids together somehow because I have five boys, you have three girls Yeah, trying to figure out a way to get them to start dating. Yeah. I think uh, this church has a lot of boys. We do. Yeah. It's a, it's a really masculine church. Yeah. No, I, I, I <laughs> definitely picked that up. I mean, yeah, you're wearing a flannel right now. So, and some boots. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got some weights by my desk. Do you want to do a little <laughs> Work out later. I actually believe that. So Flock Talk is so far very different than I thought it was going to be. Can I just say that? Yeah, that's what I, that's what I, I mean, I'm, the I'm experience I had as well. I was like, oh, this is going in a different direction than yeah, I was expecting. Yeah, don't take that negative. I just yeah. totally thought we'd talk something about ministry. but uh, we, We'll get there. But, but pe- yeah. people, people want to know about the celebrity pastor, Kyle Schwan. Okay, so you, you, you took over... At ITC when you were pretty young. Yeah. Like 15, 16 years old. (laughs) I probably looked that way. (laughs) Actually, Um, H.P. Charles, who we both know of. Yeah. I think when he was like 17, he was still in high school. And his dad died, I think, of a heart attack, I think. And and he became the lead pastor of a big church in California, in L.A., as like a 17-year-old. Yeah. Still in high school. That's amazing. Anyways, so, so, so give us the... Give us the brief history of your your run at Indian Trail Church. Yeah, I came to Indian Trail uh, in January of 07, 
And I came there uh, as the third pastor on staff. There was another guy who was the, the teaching pastor and then another associate. And I came in to kind of do a lot of adult ministry stuff, oversee sort of our home groups ministry, things like that. Um, and through that first year was just, was personally really feeling like, I think the Lord's called me to preach. I, I had done a lot of preaching before and sort of talked myself into, nah, it's, I'll be fine. I, I, I can play another role and I'm happy to do that. But uh, nearing the end of that first year there, I just felt like, no, God's built me to do something different. And, and you're how old at this point? I think I was 27 or 28. And had you gone to seminary? Or were, you, were you at, you went to Moody, yeah, right? For, I, I, mean, I went to Moody here in Spokane and graduated. And then I was in uh, Western Seminary. Right, because doing, of art. Doing, uh, yeah, that was yeah, part, of, yeah, part of my wow. Okay, yeah. go ahead. So I was 27 or 28. Uh, the guy who was in the pulpit uh, late in that first year that I was there uh, took a job over uh, on the west side of the state. And um, so the two of us who were left went to the elders and said, we really feel like we just want to continue and let Kyle preach. He feels the calling to do that and that sort of thing. And um, so that's what we did. And the elders went with that. I was young. I was, um, yeah. I think it was it was hard for some folks, but the cool story in that was that in that transition, uh, our older saints were the most supportive of me as mm. a twenty eight year old preacher. Wow. They would. They and would, looking back, that yeah. is so young. It it it's getting younger. Yeah. As I look back, yeah. Wow. The older we get, the younger that. Yeah, I, I didn't know anything when I was twenty eight. Yeah. But there's some awesome, I mean, we've got a brother on our staff right now who's that same age and just a wonderful, godly, uh, good yeah. pastor. So, And, and how, how big was the church when you took it over? Oh, man, probably, gosh, I don't really remember, probably 200, 250, like and, that. and it had been through some rough water. Yeah, it, it had been. So in our 30 years, I mean, uh, it started out a plant from Northview mm-hmm. Bible Church and uh, I think for the first couple of years, the Northview pastor was just trying to help it get going. There was another guy who was there for about five years, then a few short pastorates, as I can best put it together. Um, then there was a church split. Then there was a church merger with Beacon Bible Chapel. Um, so all that's happening like in the first decade, wow. essentially, of the church. Um, and then the guy who was before me was there for five-ish years. Mm. Uh, and then I've been there. 16, almost 17. And I'm trying to think of, of how we first met. I, I think I think you met with my dad, maybe? I did, Through yeah. a connection at, at Western Seminary, right? Yeah, so I was at Western, and one of the professors there uh, knew of you guys. I think he had done a camp mm-hmm. uh, for you mm-hmm. or a men's retreat or something like that. And and he said, do you, know, do you know Bill Farley? And I said, no. He said, you really need to connect with him. So I went and had coffee with your dad, and um, then started jumping into the pastor's group that we still do monthly uh, together. And that really led to um, a lot of good things. We started the Spurgeon Fellowship together, which has been going like 11 or 12 years now. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where I feel like we just started to connect ministry-wise ever since. I I often tell people that, that Indian Trail Church is probably... Uh, the closest aligned church with us theologically, philosophically. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're a better church, but we're yeah, no, it's, it goes back to, <laughs> and, and a more humble church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I I'm totally joking. 
Uh, but but we we have very very similar theology and values. Yeah, similar sized churches, um, both trying to learn and grow together. And we've been involved in a lot together. The the monthly pastors' lunch, as you mentioned, yeah, uh, every Thursday for 15, 16 years now. Um, and then the Spurgeon Fellowship. Now the INC. I think there's something else. A, a Gospel Coalition kind of Gospel Coalition chapter for a while. For a while, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I can wholeheartedly endorse your ministry, your church. We have folks that kind of go back and forth sometimes between our two churches because they're so similar. It's a great, healthy church. Kyle's a great preacher. Um, what, what I want to talk about primarily, though, in the time we have left, uh, is the INC. So probably two and a half, three years ago, you and I were, were at a conference together, rooming together. And we were talking about life and ministry, and, <clears throat> and we were both talking about how we really would love to be a part of an organization um, that was committed to planning gospel-centered churches in the Inland Northwest. And so we, we began to brainstorm together and think and talk and think some more and talk some more. Uh, and out of that uh, came the INC. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so tell me, tell the, the listeners, what... what uh, what motivated you to want to start something like the INC with me? Uh, well, I think um, we all know we should be pushing forward, pushing the gospel out as much as we can. We all know we want to send missionaries, plant churches. Everybody wants to do these things. But a lot of them are they are pretty tall orders to go on your own and do some of these things. Um, and in a lot of ways, I mean, I mean in, in know-how, in... Uh, people, finances, all of these types of things, um, that it just seems so much easier to link arms with like-minded churches and say, man, what can we do together that's that's far more than we could do um, individually. And, and it did grow out of our relationship. Obviously, we had a high degree of trust, uh, both personally and theologically. We were, were constantly... I don't think our, our churches don't always get this. They get that we have pastoral friendships. What they don't understand is that often um, our churches ended up end up being sharpened by those relationships. Uh, so we, we do grow together. We challenge one another, things like that. Um, so those relationships were already there. We already had a high degree of, of trust. So it seemed really natural that if we were going to link arms with anyone, this was where we should start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I, I think I had shared with you that we had explored Acts 29, Southern Baptist Convention. We were part of Sovereign Grace Ministries for a while, but the, the closest Sovereign Grace Church was eight hours away, yeah. um, and there wasn't a lot happening in Spokane with Acts 29 and with the Southern Baptist Convention. And, and we really wanted partnership with churches that we could have a relationship with, meaningful relationship, not someone who was eight hours away, 10 hours away, three states away. Um, and so that, that's where the idea came, that we want this to be an inland Northwest thing. And I think we both thought, you know, in light of the Spurgeon Fellowship, in light of the pastor's lunch, there seems to be at least 15 to 20 like-minded churches in the inland Northwest that we could partner with um, to plant churches and to build healthy local churches. Um, so uh, some of what was driving this was just the geography of networks. 
Um, and as you and I both know, historically, it's it's pretty normal for Baptists to form lo- form local networks mm-hmm. and partner together on things. Mm-hmm. Um, what what are what are some of the theological distinctives that we wanted to partner around? Because there's, there's a lot of groups that we could be a part of, but what what makes the INC unique? What what are the things the INC thinks are really important? Well, I mean, I, I would start with the sufficiency and authority of of Scripture. I mean, um, we could say, oh, that that goes without saying, but that's just not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, we can talk about the Bible, but it's it's how our trust in God's Word fleshes itself out, and so we have a very high view of the sufficiency of the Word of God, um, and our ministries are based on that. Um, another one that's really important uh, is gospel centrality, and... and um, not only the the theology of the gospel, what Jesus has done in the atonement, how he's justified us, redeemed us, um, but then how that actually fleshes itself out um, in our lives as Christians. And so you and I have talked about this for years, just the the uh, commands of the Bible are rooted in what God has done, or, you know, theologians talk about the imperatives and indicatives. Um, uh, but that was always big for both of us, and we spurred one another on in that. Uh, this is the whole sort of gospel-centered movement. It, it doesn't matter if we use that kind of language or tagline, but what we're really trying to say is, um, are Christians being rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ, or are they simply being taught uh, better practices to improve their lives? And and one eventually brings the glory to our effort, and the other brings the glory to God for what he's done through his son. So that's where we wanted to put the focus was on the gospel uh, in people's lives. The other thing that that this uh, sort of gives way to is a type of preaching that I think is pretty distinct. In fact, uh, next week we'll have David King here uh, from Chattanooga doing our Spurgeon Fellowship, and he's talking about preaching Christ from the Old Testament. And this is something that has been uh, a deep sort of passion for both of us over the years. Um, seeing Christ exalted from all the scriptures, putting any any text, whether whether it's in Deuteronomy, Genesis, the Psalms, or the Gospel of Matthew, putting it in the context of the death, resurrection, um, reign, and even return of Jesus Christ. So that's what we we're seeking to do. So that's something that is, is pretty distinct. Yeah, so we've got the sufficiency of scripture, expository preaching, um, Gospel centrality. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also talked about the importance of of reformed soteriology, emphasizing the sovereignty of God and salvation, yeah. complementarity in local churches and in the family, mm-hmm. and then biblical ecclesiology. I think I think those yeah. are the six. Yeah. Um, so so those six things are the things that unite us, and obviously we agree on all the basic things: virgin birth, Trinity, resurrection. Yeah. Um, and and by God's grace, I think there's. 15, 16, 17 churches that are mm-hmm. part of the INC uh, uh, that that affirm those things and celebrate those things. Uh, what what would you say are are the goals or purposes of the INC? Why does this organization exist? Well, I mean, certainly what I mentioned that we we want to see more churches established, and and that's going to be a lot easier as we as we sort of join forces to see that happen, which is already already in motion. I mean, we're, we're doing that together, which we praise God for, uh, but also cooperating for other outreach. I mean, I, I can see the day where, where, and this happens in different ways, but where GCF says, hey, we're, we're wanting to do this thing, whether it's an out, outreach, something evangelistic, a camp, something like that, and we're just constantly inviting one another into that. Um, 
could have a huge effect. There's there's another side which I think is more important than people will realize, and that's a sort of uh, training and accountability of uh, future pastors. Um, we have a really high view of things like internships, pastoral residencies uh, that are preparing guys to go out and do this work. Uh, and we've both been involved in that. Our churches have, have seen that um, happen in our midst. Uh, but, but that's a really important thing because what we're doing is, uh, even though people don't see it, our, our members don't often see that, their kids will when 30 years from now there's a lot of healthy churches and mm. men preaching the gospel faithfully. And so we just have to get a, get a little bit bigger vision. But that's something the INC wants to do um, and continue doing together. The other thing that I would, and you and I have talked about this, but uh, in, in addition to planting churches, we could talk about revitalization, um, but revitalization, you know, 150 years ago just meant, hey, we got another pastor and hopefully he'll <laughs> breathe some new life into the church. Um, but that's also what we're trying to do is have churches that are preparing men uh, to take over works in other places that just need healthy preaching of the gospel and, and opening of the scriptures. Yeah. Amen. And, and to be a part of the INC, to be a, to be a formal voting member of the INC, you have to commit to giving 1% of your budget to the INC. And I think right now the INC has around 50 or $60,000 uh, in, in the coffers. And we're going to use some of that Lord willing to support a church plan on the South Hill from Fourth Memorial Church uh, this next year. Um, anything else you want to say about the INC? Anything you're, that has you particularly excited about the INC moving forward? Um, I think uh, the potential for cooperation uh, is huge. I think we're just at the beginning of it. Um, the relationship that you and I have had, and therefore our churches have had, I think will be duplicated as as these guys um, spend time around each other. So, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking as if, you know, people understand, but each of the churches that sort of cooperates with us, their pastor is a part of our board. So we're together at least a couple of times a year talking about uh, initiatives and projects and opportunities that the Lord has, has given us, and then informally in a lot of different ways sort of outside of that. Um, so I'm excited to see uh, what grows out of those relationships because that's how it happened for us and and I don't think uh, I don't think we've seen even a fraction of what mm. the Lord will do yeah yeah I think we'd both love to see 30 40 years from now 50 60 churches in the inland Northwest that are doing faithful expository ministry preaching Christ from all of scripture with healthy ecclesiology that are still complementarian I mean it really excites me to think that that the INC can have an impact 30, 40, 50 years from now in this region. Mm -hmm. People often say, well, there's, there's already so many churches. Why plant more? But the reality is, is that churches go through life cycles. They do. A lot of them are healthy for a while, then they die and shrink and new ones need to be planted. And so there is definitely enough non-Christians to go around in the inland Northwest. Um, we need more churches. And we hope and pray that the money that we raise will, will go towards that end. Well, anything else you want to say, Kyle, about the INC or our partnership together? No, just very thankful. Um, and again, looking forward to what uh, the Lord will do in and through us all. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to come chat with us. 
And thanks for listening to Flock Talk, a ministry of GCF North. GCF North exists to glorify God through gospel-centered worship, evangelism, discipleship, and community. To learn more, go to our website, gcfnorthspokane.org.